0: history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered.
1: From CBS News headquarters in New York, this is the CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite. Armstrong is on the moon, Neil Armstrong, 38-year-old American, standing on the surface of the moon. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago.
0: Walter Cronkite. For a generation, he was the voice of America. Uncle Walter, they called him. Night after night, he brought to American living rooms the ups and downs and rights and wrongs of a rapidly changing world, signing off with his customary line, and that's the way it is. Cronkite's reputation, his calm but authoritative voice, carried so much weight that in 1968, one of the most chaotic years in American history, he had the power to persuade the American public that we weren't winning the war in Vietnam. The first person he had to convince though, was himself. Up until 1968, Cronkite wasn't all that skeptical about America's role in Vietnam. He had taken over the CBS Evening News anchor chair during the Cold War. Like most journalists of his generation, he embraced the fight against communism and understood why the United States had intervened in the civil war raging in Vietnam. And then came the Tet Offensive, a surprise and brutal attack by the Viet Cong guerrillas and the North Vietnamese against 100 South Vietnamese cities. When the first bulletins arrived at CBS headquarters, Cronkite was aghast. He said, quote, What the hell is going on? I thought we were winning the war. Not long after, Cronkite boarded a plane bound for Vietnam to see for himself. He got as close as he could to the action, stopping in Hue, the ancient imperial capital, where brutal fighting, building to building, house to house, room to room, stunned him. He departed there on a military helicopter carrying the bodies of 12 dead Marines. Just how bad was it? U.S. General Creighton W. Abrams Jr. told Cronkite the United States needed 200,000 more American troops. After returning home, Cronkite put together a special report titled, Report from Vietnam, Who, What, When, Where, Why. This was his verdict.
1: To say that we are closer to victory today is to believe, in the face of the evidence, the optimists who have been wrong in the past. To suggest we are on the edge of defeat is to yield to unreasonable pessimism. To say that we are mired in stalemate seems the only realistic, if unsatisfactory, conclusion. On the off chance the military and political analysts are right, in the next few months we must test the enemy's intentions in case this is indeed his last big gasp before negotiations. But it is increasingly clear to this report that the only rational way out then will be to negotiate, not as victims. But as an honorable people who lived up to their pledge to defend democracy and did the best they could. This is Walter Cronkite. Good night.
0: Watching that night with the rest of America, President Lyndon Johnson. If I've lost Cronkite, the president reportedly said, I've lost middle America. In that one impassioned statement, Cronkite brought anti-war sentiment mainstream. What Cronkite didn't know was that his reporting and his verdict didn't even mark the halfway point of the war. The country was being torn apart by protests, some of them violent, as people demonstrated against the war in the capital and around the country. By the time the U.S. withdrew from Vietnam in 1973, tens of thousands more American lives would have been lost. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. To read and hear more about the extraordinary events of 1968, go to WashingtonPost.com slash 1968. Special thanks to Joel Achenbach, who reported this story for The Washington Post. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.